Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. In today's session, I'd like to talk to you about my new IELTS Progress Predictor. I'd like to explain how it works and relate it to the blog I've already written about the factors that affect how quickly or slowly it uh, takes to increase your IELTS score. Now, I never wanted to make this quiz because I fundamentally don't believe it's possible to make an accurate predictor. And I'm going to explain that, my reasons for that, in a moment. However, I get asked on a daily basis, how long will it take? And Every time I said, well, it depends, you know, um, if you've ever tried to lose weight and you ask somebody, how long will it take for me to lose weight? They'll probably say, well, it kind of depends, <laughs> depends on so many factors, um, how sedentary your job is, how much exercise you do, kind of foods you eat, what metabolism you have, your age, your gender. Um, so many things in affect really, I mean, if ever you've tried it, you'll, you'll know you can do everything and not lose any weight. And then it's just impossible. It's absolutely impossible to put a number on this kind of thing. And I want to make that really clear before you take the test, um, because you might take the test and be, uh, I don't know, disappointed, discouraged at how long it predicts for you. So I want to make it clear that that is not a scientific answer, but it is based on evidence, experience and research. And People want to know, well, what is that evidence? What is that research? And I'm going to talk you through that. And throughout the podcast, I'll talk about what you can do to influence the factors that are affecting your score. So to start with the blog, I suggested that there were 12 key factors. And these factors won't be a huge surprise to you, but there's, of course, a lot of evidence and research behind them. Some of them are obvious, but I want to talk through a few that are not so obvious. So when I get the email, how, how long will it take me to get band seven? I don't know if this person is a band four or five or six. So the first thing we're starting with is your current English level because the test is simply a test of English. We all know that you can improve your score by using careful strategies, but ultimately it all depends on how good your English is. And I always say to people joining the Members Academy, do a, what we call a diagnostic test. Just find out where you are now. So if you were to take the test today, then what score would you get? Or maybe you've taken the test recently and you know what your basic score is. Um, if you're not sure what it is, go to my website, find the IELTS Band Score Calculator, 
do a practice test. You can find them online or just email me. I've got one ready on a page where you can do all the test um, plus the writing and the speaking. And you can get uh, a very basic starting score so you know where you are now. Now, that's really important. Then, from then on, the, the speed at which you'll make progress will depend on some factors that you can control and some things that you can't. So let's look at the things you can't control. First of all, your mother tongue. Um, it's, it, of, of course, people learn languages fluently from, from all mother tongues, but I know that if I was having to learn Japanese or Chinese or Arabic compared to learning French, French would be much easier for me because half of the words are exactly the same. So this research that I've carried out, and by the way, I forgot to mention, um, I worked with uh, Colchester English Study Centre. In the centre, there are four IELTS specialists and probably the most specialist and expert people that I know because all of them have been examiners for years, have been teaching IELTS for years. They know the exam inside out. They've been um, tested administrators. They've been clerical markers, the people who mark your reading and writing. They've done everything and they retrain every year, which you have to do uh, to maintain your license as an examiner. So these people, they've been welcoming students from all over the world for about, well, 50 years was the anniversary recently. They, they have seen how long it takes students to make progress. And I used all of the data from this school to build this test. So, of course, we noticed that European students find IELTS a lot easier because they can simply understand a lot more by guessing. So your mother tongue is just going to help you along the way. Um, of course, your starting point, we've talked about that. Where are you at the moment? And, you know, you, you might have just started learning English or you might have been studying it all your life. Who knows? That's, that's a, a huge factor. Your age then, number three, there's no evidence that being younger makes you any better at learning a language. Yes, under the age of seven, you absorb languages naturally. Yes, and you'd think that a young brain um, would learn language better, but being older has certain advantages for IELTS because you have to discuss um, topics at a very high level and a sophisticated level in both the writing and the speaking. So your age and experience will really benefit you there um, a lot, actually. Even the reading and listening texts, you will already know a lot about those background subjects simply because of your age. So Age is a factor, but it's not one that you need to <laughs> hold against yourself. Having said that, we all know that learning languages later in life, it's more difficult to remember things and it doesn't come as naturally. Maybe more difficult to change or 
improve your pronunciation. So age is simply a factor. Um, number four, a lot of people have very natural abilities to learn languages. They just pick them up naturally. Um, my French teacher for my, my son, she's a complete polyglot. She speaks Greek fluently. She doesn't forget anything. She doesn't get rusty. She speaks French, German, Italian. I've never seen anything like it. So some people just have that ability. And then number five, things you can't really change is, is motivation. Because if you really want to do something, of course you will. <laughs> um, if you're if you're doing IELTS because you have to and you hate it and you want to get it out the way, then you're not going to spend hours and hours preparing for it. You're only human. Number six then is your personality. There is evidence to suggest that if you are confident and extrovert and uh, a risk taker, meaning that you don't mind making mistakes, you don't, you don't care about making mistakes, you feel comfortable just chatting, then you are more likely to make, to make the most of those opportunities to communicate in English. You're more likely to start chatting to anybody and then that will give you more opportunities to practice. Now, let's look at the things that you can change. So, the external factors, I call them in my blog. Um, the first one is your teacher. I'm not suggesting that you change your teacher. Um, it's, you know, a bad workman blames their tools, as we say. We should never blame the teacher. Um, but the teacher might have more or less experience and familiarity with the IELTS test and how to teach it. Um, the first time I heard or taught IELTS, I think, um, I remember I was in Sri Lanka and all of the teachers knew the test really well and it, it kind of terrified me. What if they ask a question, I won't be able to answer it. Now I know that all of the tests inside out and I can conf confidently help people um, understand how to uh, tackle true, false, not given. It's it's just something that comes with time and with experience. So if your teacher is familiar with the test and knows how to point you in the right direction and give you good advice and give you the right advice, accurate advice, then that is going to have an enormous impact. Um, number eight is your learning experience, what you choose to do, the materials that you're using. Um, the way you use them, uh, are you recycling the materials, are you testing yourself, are you memorizing language, are you um, just doing the practice tests, like, you know, this is what teenagers do when we do them in class, they just want to know their score, they're not interested in where they went wrong or why they went wrong, they just want to know their score, and whenever I try to exploit the text, for vocabulary or language afterwards, they are absolutely not interested. Whereas older people seem to have the skill to really um, enjoy the text for what it can provide them with. And they're less interested in their score. They, they really want to know why they didn't understand that question. They'll, 
check it carefully. So the way that you use these materials is, is absolutely uh, crucial. Um, are you actively, I, I call it, uh, attacking the text? Are you questioning yourself? Are you reading it afterwards? Are you looking at the tape scripts? Are you making notes? And are you then using that language to use um, in, I mean, in, in writing, for example? So we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and one of my uh, YouTube followers was using the language from that listening text. She was using it to apply it to the writing. And this is, of course, um, a very natural and holistic way of immersing yourself in that learning experience. Uh, number nine is all about teacher feedback. We talked about the importance of the teacher, um, but are you getting regular and accurate feedback on both your writing and your speaking? Well, and reading and listening, really. And are you learning from it? Are you actively using uh, some of the techniques I mentioned about how you should correct yourself? And factor number 10 is all about planning your studies. I do loads of online courses. I pay for them and they tend to sit there unused because life gets in the way and I forget about them. Now, if you've got a clear study plan and you know you can find this in the 28-day planner, my free 28-day planner, you can print that off and you can see very clearly what you have to cover in the time leading up to your test. People tell me that the planner has just got too much in it for 28 days. I, I absolutely agree. But what's in the planner is everything you need to cover. So if you're thinking, my goodness, I can't do all of this in 28 days, you're absolutely right. And that is why my main courses are, um, well, there's a three-month course because it includes 28 days of writing, 28 days of listening, 28 days of reading. And then I suggest you also spend another 28 days building your vocabulary and another 28 days <laughs> practicing uh, your speaking now that you've got all of this grammar and vocabulary and the mock tests and all of that. So with my Members Academy, it's a very basic three-month course if that's what you want to do with it. If you want to do the, the minimum, then you can do the minimum. But as you can see, it's going to take you longer if you want to go into more depth, get more practice, more feedback, and, and guarantee a positive outcome. But one of the reasons I wanted to do this test was to show you actually how long it takes. Some people contact me and say, I want to join your course, but my exam is in October, so I'm going to join in September. And I think, why? Why wait until September and give yourself just one month when you'll never complete the planning, the preparation? You need minimum three months for the preparation if you're going to do well. 
Of course, that all depends on all those other factors we talked about. Where are you starting from? Do you need just a quick revision of strategies because your level's so high that you'll easily do it? Or do you really need to go back to basics and, and go through the grammar course that goes with everything else? Um, you know, this is where you have to leave yourself plenty of time and really um, over plan the time, amount of time that you will need to improve your score. So remember, the one that we're basing it on is set in a language school where the students get 25 hours contact time with the teachers every week. So that's five hours a day. The teachers give them homework, which could be one hour an evening plus weekends. They live in a host family, so they're hearing English all around them, hopefully speaking it at dinner time, at weekends. They're living in an English environment, so they're hearing it all around them, radio, TV, they're chatting to their classmates, um, chatting to the teacher, um, they're getting over those communication barriers, they're noticing things, and they're taking three months to improve by 0.5 bands. That is the standard. So the standard is 300 hours. Now, the online courses that you see won't tell you that. I've researched this. I've looked at schools offering a um, three-month course to increase your band um, by, band, by one point. It, it's, it's almost impossible. Well, it's not impossible. Of course, there are people who do that. There's exceptions to every rule. There are people who... Ah, just find it really easy, learn really quickly and just get it. And they, they, they make a lot more progress. That's fine. But that is the best case scenario. So when you've got everything, all of those advantages of English being all around you, expert, te expert teachers, um, host family, whatever, still takes three months to improve by 0.5. So if you're at home studying maybe one hour a day, trying your very best, but with all the best will in the world, you won't be able to do that quickly. Um, it takes time. It's a language. So, you know, when you look at what these websites are promising, they'll say, okay, you can go up one band in three months. Well, that means you'd go from band six to seven and then seven to eight. So in half a year, you'd become almost native speaker. It's just not possible that the maths doesn't add up. Um, so it, it's based on this idea that 300 hours in the right circumstances can improve your score by 0.5. Now, if you've got any of those factors that are different, so you're not living in an English-speaking environment, you're not using it every day, uh, you're not using it to communicate, well, it's going to take longer. Um, but that's not true for everybody, so don't let that discourage you. Um, but use a plan and make sure that you are doing this every day. And by the way, lots of people who've done the um, test, I've, I've, I get all the responses. So I've been looking with interest at the responses. And some people are saying they're studying eight hours a day. Um, 
I find that really hard to imagine how you can concentrate by yourself without a teacher for eight hours a day. But if that's what you do and you do that well, then of course you're going to improve much more quickly because you're um, you're getting that 300 hours in a more condensed time frame. People have been disappointed. They've told me that I, they study one hour a day and it says it's going to take them 400 hours. Well, that's because if you're doing one hour a day, then that's not really enough time to actually review what you've done. So it, it can take an hour to review what you've done and then learn something new. So doing one hour a day isn't going to get you as much progress as doing maybe two or three hours a day. Um, so we have to take all of these things into account. And as I mentioned, I think before, that the higher your level is, then it's actually going to take you longer. It takes absolutely ages to go from 7 to 7.5. Why? Because if you've got 7, it means you've got 7 in all four areas. Now, to get 7.5, you need 8 in at least two of those areas. So you've got to jump a whole band in two areas. It, it's it's very difficult. It's, it's extremely difficult. And getting anything over eight is, I think, going to take you years. <laughs> Anybody would. It's so hard to go from eight to nine. It's it it's just impossible. So all of these, how long it's going to take things, you have to take them with. Uh, Take your own circumstances into account very, very carefully. Um, coming to number 11, the environment that you're in, we've mentioned about how continual exposure is going to recycle things that you've learned. So it's not only about exposing yourself to language by reading and listening. That's fantastic. But, you know, when you're in an English-speaking environment, then... You're seeing things on the side of buses. You're reading things in in shops. You're 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 picking up this language that is going to distinguish you as a seven rather than a six. So of course that's going to speed up how quickly you progress. And finally, number twelve is um, the way you study. So I'm a great believer in self-study. I've learned everything about technology by myself. I never had any lessons. I watched hundreds of YouTube videos. I learned everything myself. My son is home educated. I barely teach him anymore. He does that all by himself. I totally believe in the ability to learn by yourself. It might just take longer than somebody telling you, right, do this. Don't waste time doing that. Um, here's the answer, don't waste time, you know, uh, looking at the wrong thing. Um, teachers are great, you can also learn by yourself, but you need to develop study skills, how to use a dictionary, how to take notes, how to review, how to learn from your own mistakes, how to self-correct, how, how to organize your time. Um, and these, these uh, study skills can make a huge difference to the way that you use your time and, and your ultimate outcome. Finally, this is the extra one, the unfortunate number 13, which is unlucky for some, and it's test day, the element of luck. Um, 
you know from your own experience, if you've taken the test several times, you will get a different score every time you take it. In, in you know, you might get a seven for writing one day, a 6.5 another day. We all know that will depend on the question. It might be something you know a lot about, you've prepared for, you can speak really confidently about it, or you might get something you've never considered before. And of course, that element of luck is going to bring your score down. So whatever I say now could all be affected in a positive or negative way on test day, which is another reason why we cannot predict how long it's going to take. So just to finish, um, in my blog, if you go to my blog, I've just spotted a spelling mistake, sorry. <laughs> I need to correct that, right? So in my blog, I finished off by saying that nobody can answer this question accurately. Um, and, I, and I explain what my evidence and research was based on, which is the students that I know that come to my school where I work. Of course, there's a cost involved, a huge cost. Um, accommodation, fees, living expenses, flights, visas, that has to be taken into account. Um, can you find a, a cheaper way that does that, that is just as effective? Well, of course, I would argue that my course does exactly that. Um, I was speaking to one of my students yesterday. She said she'd paid $600 for a course um, who somebody was my ex-student, was using the same materials, but she didn't make any progress. Why? Because the teacher is no point just giving my materials away. That's not going to help you. I'm sure materials are sold illegally or shared illegally all over the internet. I see it myself. People send me stuff. But so what? That's not going to help you if it's going to stay in a file on your computer. Um, you have to be active. That's what my Members Academy gives you. It's, that's why I think it's different. Um, you have to be doing the work. I have to be correcting you. I have to be reminding you and giving you things to do. And this is what's going to trigger your progress much faster than just hoping for the best, um, Googling materials and not having a plan that will get you to that higher grade. So find out where you are now. Here are your action points. Go away and find out what your score is now. Do a mock test. Give yourself a goal. Find out what you need to do to get to that goal. Look at the band descriptors. Decide how much time you are willing to spend on improving your score and then decide how much money are you prepared to spend on improving your score. You can spend a long time studying by yourself and you will still achieve it, I have no doubt. But if you have a deadline, you've got to start thinking now and stop putting it off. You've got to take action now and make sure that you've got a course that is reliable and the, where you can trust the teacher to be telling you the right things and pushing you um, out of your comfort zone. 
So that is the end of the lecture. Sorry about that. I'm ranting, but I'm so glad that I've got this quiz out there so that you can start thinking about it yourself. And please ask me questions. If you've got something which says it's going to take you 400 hours and you don't understand why, then please get back to me and ask me why. Just tell me if you're surprised or happy that it's going to take less than you thought or anything that you'd like to discuss with me. You know that you can contact me on any social media platform. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And of course, just go to my website and use the contact um, form there. And if you've got any questions about the Academy and why it's so successful and why it works and why it makes a difference to people and what you get for your money, then please don't hesitate to ask and I will show you. Okay, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. If you got this far, uh, speak to you next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye.